All right, Dirtbag Boys. Actually, it's just Dirtbag Boy right now. Uh, Chong is MIA, vacation. I, for, I don't know, he told me yesterday, I forgot. So it's just me, no interview. I thought it's about time we do another podcast. And I got a lot on my mind, so... I figured I'd sit here and just spend a good 30 minutes ranting and raving about uh, the state of our game, the state of our game, uh, and how it kind of compared to or compares to um, when I played. So, little backstory: I didn't play much baseball as a child. I remember t-ball when I was. I don't know, maybe 65, 6, something like that. Is that when you do T-ball? And then I remember one year of player pitch. And it must have been the first year because I was still probably 8 nine, eight years old. I want to say I was 8 years old. Um, and then after that, I kind of got into, you know, more of the BMX and uh, skateboard and stuff. So... Uh, it wasn't until freshman year of high school that I <clears throat> really got into baseball. I tried out for my high school team, Culver City High School in Culver City, California. Go Centaurs. And um, I made the freshman team. And then uh, <clears throat> I moved to Kansas. Now, freshman year... I'm left-handed, so I played uh, a little first base, but mostly outfield, right field, of course. You know, uh, that's where you throw the lefties out there. Shout out to Peter Torbicki. <clears throat> um, but and Chase Fry and Chase Fry. Shout out to Chase Fry too. He's our uh, current right fielder. Um. Then I moved to Kansas in 10th grade, and I thought, new start, uh, I'm going to be a pitcher because outfield's boring, and I don't want to just stand out there in the outfield. You know, I was, what, 14, 15 years old. I wanted to be where the action was. So I pitched JV sophomore and junior year. I wasn't very good, obviously. You know, I, I was decent. For somebody who hadn't, didn't even know how to pitch from the windup, you know, going into tenth grade, um, and I figured I'd curveball, change up, and just try to throw strikes. You know, didn't try to throw 100 miles an hour. You know, I wasn't sitting mid 70s. You know, um, again, didn't work out in the weight room. That's my, one of my regrets. You know, I just I played ball to to play ball and have fun, and uh, didn't see it as something that was going to be a career or that would get me into college, you know, I just playing ball, you know, one of those deals. Uh, So year context here, um, I started high school in 1988, 88, 89, 89, 90, 90, 91. Nope, I started in 89. So freshman year, 89 to 90, then 90 to 91, sophomore year, 91, 92, junior year, 92, 93, <clears throat> graduated 1993, 
Fort Scott, Kansas. Go Tigers. Uh, shout out to the La Roaches. Um, I think I mentioned this before, but <clears throat> the La Roaches' uncle was my coach. And uh, their cousin, I believe that would be their cousin, uh, my coach's son is now currently the head coach, Josh Regan. Shout out to him, too. Um, so baseball back then was not as competitive, I would say. Um, I don't remember any uh, club teams or um, you know we had Legion in the summer and then we had Senior Babe Ruth in the summer so today we have like Legion and Connie Mack so Senior Babe Ruth was like Connie Mack it's where the the guys who just wanted to have fun in the summer went and played the more serious guy guys played uh, on the Legion team hold on give me five seconds I'm back. It was a short, uh, short break there. Did our sponsor? Did you hear the sponsor commercial? No. <laughs> there isn't one. Um, oh, by the way, uh, shout out to Kane Brand. This episode is uh, for him sitting up there in the cold ass snow of North Central Washington, and Todd Corrigan out there in uh, Lake Chelan too. I texted him last night and told him it was 62 here and I was wearing shorts of practice and they called me a bad word. One that I cannot say over the airwaves because it's 2022 and let's just say it rhymes with hag. Uh, So I got my baseball pants on, Kang. I had them on the last two days. I just, it was nice out. I didn't want to put the baseball pants on. Um, But I got them on today. But anyway, so baseball back then, it wasn't year-round. You know, I went to a small high school of 600 kids in southeast Kansas, and a lot of guys played football, uh, basketball, wrestling. You know, it just wasn't, we didn't have the numbers to do Uh, year-round baseball and it's just how it was you know there was nothing like it is today with the amount of uh, club teams that are out here and um, all of that you know and, and it was a different world in regards to coaching right so I was coached a certain way and the way that I was coached was Shut up, do what you're told, do it a thousand percent, don't whine, don't bitch, don't moan, you're bleeding, okay, rub some dirt on it and get back after it, right? There were no parents at practice hovering around, these helicopter parents, there there were no parents hovering around, and don't get me wrong, I I don't have that issue, all right, just to be clear, I got great parents. Um, but you didn't, you know, 
hear a peep. Right now, coaches, my coach didn't beat on me or anything like that. Right, he didn't have to. He just looked at me with them beady eyes and that big old walrus mustache, and I would just shit down my leg. <clears throat> okay, right, it was one of those deals. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Um, and you just knew that when you came to practice, you busted your ass because coach ain't he ain't even gonna deal with you. Right now, I didn't play that much. Right, I became I was basically a lefty arm in the, in the pen. That was that was my job. Uh, I finally made uh, varsity uh, my senior year, basically because you know you can't play JV as <laughs> as a senior. Um, but I had I had a a, a guy uh, Justin Turtlelot. Shout out to him too. And his brother Brandon, his brother Brandon was in my class, and he was a 10th grader. So uh, he was better than me as a sophomore, and I was a senior, and I didn't get all butt hurt. Whatever, yeah, hey. You know, I'm not a, a delusional. I wasn't a delusional kid thinking that, uh, you know, it was my time. I'm a senior. You're a sophomore. It's my time. Sit down. That's not how it works. I learned real quick that the best players play. And that's how I coach today. Um, but it was just different. It was just different. Uh, we ran our asses off. Uh, you know, uh, side story here. So, what was it? Uh, a couple years ago? I think it was a couple, couple falls ago. Or maybe maybe two falls ago, I can't remember. But I told the story, you know, I had the guys run. You know, they do ten pulls and they want to pass out, you know, a bunch of pussies, but whatever. Um, so I told them when I was in high school, you know, before we, we actually, you know, started practicing, I think it was two weeks before, every day from the high school to the Coca-Cola plant, distribution plant, we'd run there and run back. And I said, I think it was about five miles round trip. So some smart ass. Shout out to Champ Tenorio and Chong, my co-host here. He's trying to call bullshit too. Uh, so they got on Google Maps and they mapped it out from the new field that was built by the Laro- by La- Adam LaRoche. And... Um, They're like, Coach, that's only 1.2 miles from that from the field to the Coca-Cola plant. So that's only 2.4. They're basically calling me a fucking liar. right? And I might have been off a little bit, but I'm no liar. And I said, well, I, that field wasn't even built. I said, we ran from the high school. After school, we would run from the high school to the Coke plant. So I got out my phone. I Google mapped it. And it was, what, 2.1? One way? So 4.2 round trip. So, you know, my, my players always inspire me. So that night I got on Google Maps and from the school I found uh, a point, 2.1 miles. And the next day I said, okay, we're going to run what I ran in high school. So it goes all the way down Warbonnet Avenue or Robonnet Road or whatever it's called right here at the school. Straight down. And it was exactly, so I drove my truck to the end of the road, 
because the road ends at exactly 2.1 miles. It's like God was speaking to me. You know what I'm saying? I parked my truck. I said, okay, go touch my, you know, I'm going to drive down there. You go, you touch my truck and you run back 4.2 miles. And then when we get back, we'll do the 300 sit-ups that I had to do after we ran. And I did it. We did it once. You know, that's what, that's what you get, you know. Did we bitch and complain about it? Yeah. You know, we bitch and complain about that run. What the hell we got? You know. But guess what? We just shut our mouths and did it because that's what Coach Set told us to do. You know what I mean? If we didn't want to do it, there's the door. See ya. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what baseball was like. The bats were different. We had to drop five. I had a 33.5, 28.5 TPX. Um, and, you know, we just played hard-nosed baseball. We hit guys. You know, there was no bat flips, none of these celebrations. You know, the dugouts were, you know, just average. You know, they weren't getting all crazy. We didn't have walk-up music and all this bullshit, you know, trying to make it like we're – in the minor leagues or some shit you know we just worked our ass off and tried to win games and you know if we had a fight we'd fight we never did well we almost did one summer summer after i graduated uh we got into it with labette county uh during the senior babe ruth and uh during the handshake at the end somebody spit on one of our players and we started you know talking back and forth and then, then about what eight or eight to ten of them followed us from their field to the gas station and wanted to start shit there and you know we we're like whatever but nothing you know we didn't throw hands or anything it just kind of ended there and we went home but you know we it was just hard it was just harder it was hard nose you know we wanted to kill everyone and uh, all that you know, and, and we played together as a team. Um, now I've been coaching since 03, so I've been at it for, you know, <clears throat> off and on. I think this is my 14th year of coaching. So um, I've seen some changes. I, I, I've seen the evolution of, of club ball today and uh, the, the promises um, that they give to kids about playing at the next level um, and there is you know it's, it's it, there is some good club ball there is some good club ball that has tournaments and showcases that kids do get seen that that is a fact okay but a lot of it is money-driven bullshit you know I come out here year-round I don't take any money in the offseason I get 3000 bucks for coaching spring. In my mind, I'm getting 3000 bucks to coach the whole year. You know, I'm coaching nine months out of the year. Uh, it's a lot of time, a lot of weekends, especially in the fall and winter. And, you know, I don't do it for the money. I do it, one, uh, to get my players to the next level. Okay, and that doesn't mean that uh, I'm calling a bunch of coaches and kissing a bunch of ass. It means I'm just preparing them for the rigors of the next level. I'm preparing them uh, with their bats, with their gloves, with their arms, with their conditioning, with their strength, right? It, it, preparing them that way. Now, I will send emails and do all that, everything that I can do, right? But I'm not promising them anything, 
right? I'm not taking their money and promising them that they are, you know, hey, you play with us, you're going to be seen, and, you know, you're going to have a bunch of scouts looking at you. You know, is that possible? Sure. Sure, it's possible. We have scouts at high school games. We have scouts. You know, we, we had a bunch of scouts last season coming to watch uh, the two hard-throwing uh, righties for Silverado, guys throwing 95 miles an hour, and we beat we, we won both those games. Like, you're being seen right there. Now, are you getting calls? I don't know. You got to do your job. You know, I always tell these guys, you got to do your job. You, you want to go to a school, you need to contact that school. You need to go to their website. You need to fill out their questionnaire. You need to email the coach. You need to email the coaches, send some videos, say, hey, you're one of my top schools that I want to go to. Here's some videos uh, I'd love to talk about, maybe coming out, having a visit. Here's my coach's email. I had a kid do that uh, a couple months ago. And the coach called me, and we had a, a nice little talk about him, and then he verbally committed to that school. Right Now, you're betting on the chances of you going to a showcase or you going to a tournament, and you're going to be seen by somebody you know, in your, in your one or two at-bats, you know, and it could happen, absolutely, right, it could happen, but we're getting to the point where club ball, for some kids, is taking over the high school ball, right, it used to be all high school, it's just high school, play high school ball, and then club ball comes in, okay, play, play club ball, uh, when your high school team isn't playing. And now it's it, it's getting to the point where club ball is, is trying to go year-round, you know, maybe except for the spring. But there are still some uh, programs out there that have some pr- spring tournaments and, you know, perfect game and all that. Um, and, you know, it, it's possible that you could do that. Now, as a, as a high school coach that coaches year-round, I do it for a reason. Right. If I just wanted to be mediocre and I didn't want to win state titles, um, which is the second thing, second reason why I coach, uh, obviously, to win state titles. Um, if, if I didn't want to win state titles, if I just wanted to, you know, take my 3000 bucks for the spring and enjoy my other nine months off, uh, then I would. Then I would. And I would just say, hey, you know, go, uh, go play whatever. Okay, but for me, there's something about guys playing together all the time. Builds team chemistry. They know the signs. They know the expectations. They know all the things, all the plays that they need to run in the spring. And if you don't get it done and perfect it in the offseason as a team, right? I mean, can you imagine if my starting shortstop, let's say, let's say my starting shortstop, um, after the spring season was like, hey, coach, you know, I'll see you next spring. I'm going to play with my club team. Okay, how good is that middle infield going to be? So I got this other guy, all right, basically his backup starting and playing and getting all the reps in the off season, and him and a second baseman are on the same page. And then this guy comes in back after nine months off saying, okay, I'm the, new, I'm the starter at shortstop. Well, maybe you're not. You know what I mean? This guy has been working with us for nine months, right? Well, you've been off with your club team, which 
is it is a, a choice that you can make you can make that choice that's all good you know I'm, I'm all about choices here's what I'm gonna do as a coach this is what our program is gonna be okay and I, I keep telling them when you when you are on the field it's 1990 it's the 1980s it's the early 90s it's not 2022 okay you can't you shouldn't be going crying home to mama about something coach said to me or coach made us do you know I, it's not just about baseball all the time you know we're trying to create thick-skinned tough individuals who when they go out into the world can overcome anything it's not just about baseball. It's about being tough-willed, a tough-willed American. You know, if you decide not to play ball and go to the military, hopefully what we did in baseball is going to help you with the discipline aspect, uh, the accountability aspect of that. You know, it's not just about ball all the time. But that's probably the, the biggest difference. The, the club ball scene... Um, the uh, parents, you know, and, and not necessarily the parents I have now. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty hands-off, and, and they help when, when, when they're needed. Uh, but historically, uh, some of the programs I've coached, you know, parents are there watching and, and kind of being helicopter parents, you know. Um, I've had a lot of coaches that I've worked with, worked for, that have told me stories about, you know, parents calling them all the time. And why isn't my kid playing? Like, that's rule number one. Like, you don't, you're not playing because you're not good enough. That's why you're not playing. Whether you're not hitting or your defense sucks. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put the best nine guys on the field. The best nine guys overall. Now, maybe you're a better hitter than one of them out there. But maybe they're a better base runner, better fielder than you. Maybe they work harder in practice than you. So, yeah, I'm going to put them over you. Just because you can hit a little better than them don't mean nothing. What's an extra base hit or two here, here or there? You yeah. um, <clears throat> And then just the, the bat flips and the celebrations. I mean, uh, you know, the whole... I blame Ken Griffey Jr. for all this, you know, let the kids play kind of stuff. And I get it. I get the fact that it's a game. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> but to me, winning is fun. To me, getting 20 hits in a game and beating somebody 15 to nothing, that's fun to me. You know, you can have all the fun in the world and be, you want to be 0 30? Hey, but at least we had fun. Hell no. Who wants to go 0 and 30? At least we had fun. Okay, winning is fun. Okay, and I hope that the guys who won the title <clears throat> last year uh, with me and the other coaches, you know, we won the state championship, 4A Nevada State Championship. You know, that was fun. All the all the hard work and bullshit in the off season, you know, with COVID going on, having to go to a park and practice at a park on a 200-foot field, a Little League field, you know, for how many months? That's not fun. Poles aren't fun. Sprints aren't fun. None of that stuff's fun. But at the end, when you hoist the trophy, now it's fun. 
Now it's fun, right? Now it's fun. Okay, so I don't let my guys bat flip. You know, uh, <clears throat> we had a walk-off in uh, the semifinal of the tournament, and they ran out there. You know, I, I obviously don't mind that, but we hit a home run, run to bases. You know, you want to take your helmet off at the end and tap it with the next couple of guys up. We don't get out of the dugout and throw a big hubbub like some of these teams. That's, to me, that's just horse shit. You know, oh, you do what you're supposed to do. You hit a home run. Good job. Right? My whole philosophy is from my coach and, and the older coaches before me. You know, do your job. That's your job. One of your jobs is to hit a home runs if you're a home run guy. And run the bases, come back in, let's go, next guy. Let's keep adding on. <clears throat> you know, it's not about you. I think that's a big difference, too. There's a lot of me guys. There's a lot of me guys in 2022. It's all about me. It's my future. You know, I don't care about high school. I just care about uh, what's, what, what's in it for me. And, you know, I get it at some level. It is your future. It is your future, and it is, you know, about where, what you're going to do at the next level. But you can be like that and be a team guy at the same time. You know what I mean? You can work outside of practice and get better in the weight room, right, in the cages. When you come to practice... If you're if you're a dude, then help help out the guy that's behind you. Sure, he's competing against you, but we're still teammates. You know, we're still teammates. We still have a goal as a team, and it's to win. It's to get better, and it's to win. So, I see a lot more me guys nowadays than back in those days. You know, we were all buddies in high school. We played. Um, nobody. You know, was bitching about playing time or any of that. You know, we went out for spring ball. We showed the coach what we can do before the first game. And uh, if we didn't start, well, I guess we weren't one of the top nine guys in, or the top guy in that position. You know, I definitely wasn't one of the top pitchers. I knew it. But... You know, I knew my role, and I just accepted it because I just love ball and I just want to play. So, you know, it's still the same game than it was 25 years ago. Is that how long it's been? Shit, no longer than that. 30 years ago? Yeah, I'm getting old. You know, 30 years ago, it's still the same game. You know, there's little tweaks here and there in the, in the rules, but uh, still the same game. You know, and I, and I try to to coach it uh, in a way that is the same as I did, as it was back then. Now, with some tweaks, you know, different things that come out, different strategies, different ways to to field balls and and to throw pitches. Um, so there are some you know advancements that have that have happened. But one of the main Quotes, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but um, that I love is, you know, you don't need talent to work hard. And then I also love uh, 
hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I love those two quotes. Um, it's not always the case. Sometimes talent doesn't work hard, uh, and they still win. And sometimes they don't win. You know, uh, take Shadow Ridge, for example. They, they got all the talent in the world, and they went 3-7 and seven last year. You know, if, if they would have worked harder, I believe, if they would have worked harder and, and been a team, that they would have been right there facing us uh, for the title. But, uh, you know, were we the most talented team? We were pretty talented. You know, we were top four for sure. Um, but we played as a team. Uh, we played for each other. We played for our school. And uh, for the most part, they shut up and just did what I said. And it, it paid off. So um, that's kind of just what I wanted to talk about today. Thought I'd throw an episode out here, talk about what baseball was like uh, 30 years ago, back when I was in school, and how I see things now. And again, you know, as a coach, if you're a coach out there, you can run your damn program how you want. And if the kids don't like it, they can leave. You know, that's just how it is. You put your program into place, and they're either going to shut up and do what you say, or they're going to go somewhere else. And if they want to go somewhere else, yeah, all right, see you later. You know, next guy. That's how I do it. That's how I think everyone should do it. And uh, that's it, man. Until next time, again, shout out to Kane Brand up there in the cold. Uh, put a big old blanket on your big ass and uh, stay warm. All right, brother? All right, until next time. Later.